This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Russia's wheat crop is getting bigger, according to Sovacon, which is a Russian private group. Private, yes, but based in Moscow makes their numbers arguably questionable. They pegged the crop at 101.2 million metric tons. That compares to USDA, which recently pegged the crop at 91 million. That equates to a substantial 10 million metric ton difference between the estimates. Russia is the world's largest wheat exporter, so a larger crop means more for the export market. Weekly export sales normally released on Thursday were delayed until Friday due to the Christmas holiday. Weak wheat prices were dragging both corn and soybeans lower during Thursday's trade. Maybe Sovacon was including the wheat that they stole from Ukraine in their current estimate. They are only predicting an 86 million metric ton wheat crop for 2023. Ukraine's winter wheat seedings for 23 were down nearly 40%, so Russia will have less to steal next year. Global wheat stocks appear to be tightening. Another Black Sea development getting too little attention is that Reuters confirmed that ship insurers are canceling war risk coverage across Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus. It follows an exit from the region by reinsurers in the face of steep losses for a host of reasons. For example, there have been missed delivery dates to Russia, slow walking approval process for ships already loaded. This could throw a monkey wrench in Ukraine shipping again. Reinsurers who insure the insurers typically renew their 12-month contracts on January 1st. After learning that they won't, Reuters now says that direct insurers are backing out too. There is a host of things that can go wrong with the Black Sea's trade. When the corridor was initially opened, I described it as shaking up a can of Coke and then popping the top. A lot of pent-up supply initially spewed out of Ukraine, but that will eventually slow to a dribble. Their supply chain is disrupted all the way back to corn still standing unharvested in the field. Here in the U.S., there is still concern over winter kill possibilities. There isn't any definitive evidence of the extent of winter kill in the southern plains, and that's because it is usually not evident until temperatures warm up again, as they are doing right now through the weekend. On January 3rd, southern plains states will put out their first crop condition rating since they ended in late November. Those reports should reflect whatever damage is evident then. While there is discussion of peace talks, the real possibility of a peaceful resolution for the war in Ukraine is unlikely. Neither side is rebuffing the prospects of talks, but also neither is ready to make any concessions. The battle goes on and is likely to continue well into 2023. Both sides are attempting to exploit gains on the battlefield in which to give them better negotiating terms. One would think that Russia would run out of cruise missiles at some point. We produce a weekly retail fertilizer trend update. The downtrend in fertilizer prices actually accelerated during the past week. Seven of the eight categories were down from a month ago, and the only exception, UAN32, was unchanged. On a week-to-week basis, seven of the eight were down, and several by quite a bit. MAP was down by $30 a ton, urea by $32 a ton, and anhydrous ammonia by $55 a ton. The only exception was 1034.0, which was down $2 from a month ago, but up a dollar a ton from a week ago. Six of the eight categories that we track have made new 12-month lows. 
Bacchanov was we advise covering nitrogen needs through spring because average prices had come down significantly from spring highs, and many clients were getting special discounts from local dealers well below the national average price quoted. I have my UAN32 bought at prices below the current market. We have yet to advise any forward coverage on P&K so long as the downtrend from spring highs persists, and so far it has. Patience has paid off. Many have banked soil fertility over recent years, and this is a good time to pull from the account. Most farmers do not have to buy P&K every year. In my case, I buy no commercial P&K, utilizing manure instead. We rewarded the strength in soybeans with another sale this week and a rally tied to worry about Argentina and parts of southern Brazil, in spite of admittedly huge crop potential for Brazil. Again, we are relying on technical guidance for another 1472 objective that we've set in the March contract for another 15% sale. That will take 22 crop soybean sales to 80%. Some rain is expected in Argentina over the weekend, and the trade perception of the coverage of that precipitation will certainly dictate how markets trade next week. What is currently forecast would not be drought-breaking. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 